Symphony of Shadows, Second Movement, Fiume Gestel, Twisting Rivers, Freeze 3. Jazz could see nothing under the water. Some motion ahead of her, but only shapes. Her hand searched for her flashlight and beamed it ahead. It was awkward, swimming and holding it up, so she tucked it in her belt to keep it pointed forward. Switch and Knox did the same, but the others had no lights. The space was tinted lavender as the light sparkled against the veins of the crystal. They seemed to feed on the light, growing brighter as they moved along. The passageway was all crumbled rock, but it had an engineered feel to it. This had been built by a people, and then left until nature took it back. It was at this point that Jazz's mind started nagging her for a breath, a quiet whine that hummed in the background. She also realized going last was a foolish idea. She could only go as fast as the person in front of her, and that was for other people. In the tight corridors, they were forced to maneuver slowly around stone, making each second drag. Jazz's HUD suddenly burst to life. She almost tried to speak aloud, but clenched her lips shut. The air was too precious. It meant she could not communicate with wit. It appears you are underwater, the AI said casually in her earpiece. I will be asking you questions to assess the situation. You will respond appropriately, head up and down for yes, sideways for no. Do you understand? Jazz nodded her head emphatically. Are you or anyone else significantly injured? No. Do you need pickup? Yes. Are you being pursued? Yes. A 3D map appeared on her HUD. Please look at the map and blink to your preferred pickup location. Jazz did so, blinking at her best approximation of where they would come out. Wit placed a waypoint for pickup. Drone is engaged. Pursuers will be identified shortly. A vid feed of the drone minimized itself into the upper corner of Jazz's HUD. She realized everyone else would be receiving the same information on their HUDs. Everyone except her parents. The whining need for breath turned into a sort of angry shout. It barked at her to take a fucking breath. It couldn't understand there was no breath to take. She pushed through it, almost pressing against Knox, who was ahead of her. He must have been doing the same because she came to a hard stop after her second push. This caused her chest to slam into Knox's foot. Air plumed from Jazz's mouth. Her hands reached out as if she could scoop it back into her lungs, but the bubbles floated away. Her natural instinct was to go bare, and some had made it into her mouth before she could force her instinct into submission. Panic flooded her. The angry shout, now a shrill scream. All she could think to do was keep pushing against Knox. Some distant part of her knew it would only make things worse, but fear had taken the wheel. Knox grabbed her by the hand and thrust her in front of him. The space was opening up a bit. She could see natural light above her, and she clawed her way upward. Her vision was blanking at the edges. Her belly was on fire. Jazz emerged from the water, choking in breaths of air. Some water must have made its way in because it sprayed out her nose. Someone grabbed her arm and hauled her onto a lip of stairs only partially submerged. Nebu lay beside her, squeezing her arm before letting go. Jazz lay there a moment, getting her breath back as she saw Knox follow behind and join them. 
What is this place? Switch said. This brought Jazz's attention to the space around them. A lightning-shaped crack above led out to the world, illuminating the area. The stone here was overgrown by the crystals. It looked like petrified moss that sparkled where the sun was focused. We don't know for certain, said Amira. A place of worship, maybe. It doesn't matter. We've been here for some time, and there has been no signs of intelligent life. Come this way. We still need to make our way up to the exit. Niches had been delicately carved into the walls with intricate designs. Statues of stone and crystal had once adorned this space, but now many had crumbled with time or been swallowed by the crystal. The cavern rose far above them as if the mountain had been deliberately mined. Stairs were cut strategically throughout the cavern, leading all the way to the top. Holes had been born into the inside of the cave at various points, but there is no way of seeing where they led. It was creepy as fuck, is what it was. Jazz climbed out of the water and followed the group. How long until we can get out? Ten minutes, maybe a little more, responded Nebu, leading them to a set of stairs. Onward and upward, thought Jazz, who was less than thrilled about the climb. Wit patched in. Enemies identified. The map appeared on Jazz's screen, and a video showed a group coming up the stairs outside they had descended earlier. Jazz recognized Cybele and some of his crew. They had a Nova with them, too, which was bad news. Why would a Nova be with Cybele? she thought. Wick captured their biosignatures, but they were too far for her to make them out clearly. Red was around too, Wit, said Jazz. Keep looking for others. Might be some still on the other side of the river. If you bring the ship around quiet, how long will it take? Wit placed a timer on her HUD, which blinked 4 minutes, 57 seconds. Nebu had said 10 minutes until they were out of here. It had only been a couple minutes since she asked. What are you thinking? Nox asked. I was hoping you'd have an idea. If we can fly out of here, they'll be stuck, but boarding will make us vulnerable. And if the ship is damaged... Nox didn't need to finish the sentence for Jazz to get his meaning. They would all be stranded. So what do we do? Attack, interrupted Nebu. Their forces are certainly split. If you have the Shadow's Edge, which will make short work of anyone? There is one problem with that. Jazz winced, ignoring the fact that Nebu seemed to be familiar with Wit and her ship. I'm out of material ammo. They all shared a collective groan. Some silently, but all of them understood what that meant. But it's expensive, and I haven't exactly had time to resupply. The ship still had its laser cannons and its lancer, but those put them at risk of being teleported again. This made Wit effectively useless as a weapon. Come now, Wit, Jazz decided, and the timer began. The more time they wasted only helped Cybele and Red. Once Wit got here, they'd figure it out. They always figured it out. Abruptly, the sun that cut through the opening above was gray and dim. Jazz checked Wit's vid feed and she noticed clouds had formed around them. A moment later, rain fell in sheets, streaming through the crack. It wasn't long before a waterfall formed, pouring into the cavern. Thankfully, by then they were almost at the top, and hopefully near the exit. It was slow going, though, already exhausted and climbing what appeared to be an infinite number of stairs. Jazz could start to see Cybele and his crew's biosignatures approaching. They were getting closer. It seemed like they were running, growing clearer by the moment. 
We need to hurry, said Jazz, and they all sped into a jog. Switch was starting to fall behind, so Jazz stuck close to him and pushed him forward. We're almost there, she breathed. Switch nodded to her silently. Just through here, said Amira, pointing down a flat corridor. Jazz thanked the stars to be done climbing stairs. She looked at the time and went was less than two minutes away. He was still scanning the area for hostiles, but had found none. The mountain was still interfering with his sensors, so Wit needed a visual to locate. This was impossible with all the tree coverage, and now the rain. The drone was having difficulty maneuvering due to the increasingly inclement weather, so the AI made its way over to their pickup location. When they all approached the end of the cave, Jazz said, I think we risk running for it. Wit can come in quick and we'll all jump on and fly away. Hopefully the rain will provide enough cover for us. Wait, said Knox. You're not going to believe this. What? asked Jazz. He's calling me. Who's calling you? Knox looked at her. Cybele. You'll just be trying to buy time, added Nebu. I would not answer. He's not wrong, agreed Jazz. Knox considered a moment. But perhaps we can distract him while we make a break for it. Jazz nodded and looked to the others for their agreement. Everyone else nodded. Wait a second, though. Wit? Yes, responded the AI. Looks pretty cloudy out there. Think you could drop down from above unnoticed? Get yourself as close to the edge of the cliff out there as possible and hold position while we jump for it. I can do anything you ask, but controlling for human error, the weather variability, and the high likelihood of hostiles- Just do it, Wit, Jazz shouted. If you tell me the AO's damned probability, I'm gonna- Turn me off? I doubt it, the AI interrupted. Jazz can almost feel Wit smirking, but now was not the time to argue with a computer. ETA, 26 seconds. Answer it, said Jazz. Knox shared the feed with everyone, but kept them muted. Captain Cybele, to what do I owe the pleasure? I know what you're trying to do, and I would not recommend it. The cyborg's voice was like sandpaper muffled by the pounding rain. If I were in your position, I would likely feel the same way. ETA, 14 seconds. Knox pointed toward the exit, motioning for them to move. They lined up the opening. Switch, Amira, Nebu, Jazz, and Knox. What do you want? Same as you, to get back home. ETA, five seconds. Jazz could see Wit descending from the clouds. She tapped Switch on the shoulder and he ran. She heard Cybele growl while she watched Switch abruptly stop and spin in place. He yelled in pain. His shout cut through the hard drumming of the rain. Before Jazz knew what was happening, Amira was outside, crouched low to the ground. Despite her small size, she easily hauled him back into the corridor. As she did, bits of rock shattered inside the entrance. They all moved back, tossing their hands up in hope that it would protect them from the shrapnel. Are you ready to listen? Cybele asked, not bothering to mask his irritation. Or would you prefer that Derby actually kill one of you with his next shot? I will fucking rip your throat out, shouted Jazz, even though Cybele could not hear her. She ran to switch, cradling him in her arms and rocking back and forth. Blood streamed from his leg and he groaned in pain. Jazz checked the wound. The bullet had passed through. Nibu tore his already ragged pants and quickly wrapped it around the bullet wound. Jazz took Switch's hand in hers, and he squeezed it weakly. Calculating origin, said Wit. Location identified. Moving to intercept. Jazz watched as Wit flew upwards, back into the clouds. Despite what you may think, said Cybele, I do not want to kill you. 
I do need your attention, though. Well, you'll have it, said Knox through gritted teeth. Don't pretend like you would have done any differently in my position. Cybele laughed derisively. <laughs> and be thankful I didn't put the bullet through his head. Pardon me if I seem ungrateful, said Knox. Where do we go from here? Remember that call from Woods we got? Back on Providence. Yes, what of it? asked Knox. Well, he's here with me now, and he thought it might be worth trying to settle this like gentlemen before we all end up dead because we're too thick-headed and prideful to work together. You're working with Woods now? asked Knox, bewildered. Did you say Woods? whispered Nebu. He shared a glance with Amira. Let's just say, continued Cybel, that our goals are currently the same. Listen to what he says, and if at the end you disagree, well, you aren't leaving us much of a choice. I prefer to negotiate from a position of power. Who doesn't? Wit's feed showed him flying down from above once more, this time on the opposite side of the river. Thunder roared and lightning crackled as he descended upon a tree-covered position. The AI initiated the lancer, located aft on the keel as well as the material guns. The latter had no ammo, but there was no way for Cybele and his men to know that. At least not until they called her bluff. Nox smiled. I know you're heartless, Cybele, but I heard you have a soft spot for your crew. Maybe we should return the favor. I want to make sure we have your attention. Cybele groaned. We'll be there in moments, and you can't escape if that ship is holding my men hostage. We'll shoot it down if we have to. Eos be damned. Enough of these games. Listen to Woods, and we all have a chance to get off this planet. Or don't. I still might. But you'll all be dead. Fuck him, Jazz spat. Switch's grip was growing weaker by the moment. Knox grimaced and shook his head. Put him on. Symphony of Shadows is a production of Synapse Radio, written, produced, and performed by J.S. Rose. Follow us on Instagram at Synapse Radio and Twitter at Connect2Synapse, that's the number two, or visit our website for all things awesome, synapse-radio.com. <laughs>